Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Now, from Happy Valley, here's your host, Brian Tripp. And we welcome you into another special edition of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. This is our Penn State baseball series, Pro Lions, the path to the pros. And today we're joined by the brothers, the pride of Hazleton, Pennsylvania, Sal and Dante Biazzi. Sal left Penn State in 2017 to join the Kansas City Royals organization. Right now, he's a part of the Seattle Mariners organization in the minor leagues. And Dante, a left-handed pitcher, left Penn State just this last summer. And he was also drafted by the Kansas City Royals, still in their organization. The only difference between these two guys, Sal's two years older and uh, Sal's a righty and Dante's a lefty. Guys, it's great to catch up with you. Thanks for being with us today. Yeah, man. It's uh, good to hear from you. Haven't heard from you in a little bit. and excited to get with you. Yeah, definitely good to hear from you, Tripp. I'm excited to do this little podcast with you. So are you guys both at home right now in, in Hazleton? I'm sure it's not where you expected to be here in mid-April uh yeah we're both home now um so we were both in Arizona and then Sal ended up going home a little before me and the Royals had a stick around they were kind of hoping and just waiting to hear what MLB and the commissioners had to say about everything and then so we um basically we were just hanging out out there they shut us out of the facility for the weekend and we had an off day on a monday so it kind of worked out perfectly so they needed a three-day break just to like clean the facilities and that and then we all expected we were just going to get right back into baseball and the third day we showed up and they were like yeah don't put any gear on we just got word we have to send all players home no it was pretty much the same thing with me uh i was only out there for about a week and uh, they shut us down pretty much right away. But I went out there. I uh, I had a little little shoulder injury going on, so I, I had to get some imaging done on my shoulder and stuff. And I was about to start up on a little bit rehab program, but like literally within the next few days, you know, uh, MLB pretty much they wanted to send everyone home. So now we're both back home and we're just working out and trying to stay ready. For, uh, when we do get that call, if we get that call, to go back and play. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Even though you weren't there very long, both organizations train in the in the Phoenix area in Arizona. So in that short week, week and a half, uh, were you able to see each other? What's the what's the living arrangements out there? What's the setup? Um, so like, my, uh, the Mariners, we're in uh like apartments that are pretty nice. They're you know right across the street, really from our uh, facilities and stuff. I didn't get to see Dante out there. Um, I think we were planning on getting together when our agent came out. He was supposed to come out uh, the 18th to the 24th of March. So I think we are going to hook up and go out to dinners and stuff then. But uh, I, we weren't really out there that long, so we didn't really get the chance with everything going on. I guess the benefit of this situation is at least you have a, a workout partner and a throwing partner at home. I'm not sure where you are in your rehab, but at least you guys can, can get whatever workouts or throwing programs in, in somewhat together at home. Um, that's definitely nice. Just having someone to do it all with. Cause I mean, just like the whole thing about social distancing, not really fun and just how we live our lives as athletes and 
all the other athletes, it's like, all right, we need to get this over as soon as possible. But at least having each other, like, go outside and just throw on our street and that. And then our family actually built a mound in our garage to put in the backyard so we could keep pitching and throwing bullpens and that just kind of keep us going here, kind of keeps us sane, too, along the way. As you guys were growing up, who was the better athlete growing up? I know you played multiple sports. Uh, I don't think either of us were necessarily the better athlete. When I was growing up, I was kind of more focused on basketball. Not that he's kind of been always with baseball, but uh, like coming up through Little League and stuff, like both of our teams, you know, won district and championships like that. And then Little League, our Little League was 9 to 12 years old, and our minor league was like, you know, anywhere from five to eight years old. So, well, like a lot of our younger life, we were on the same team, both baseball and basketball. And then uh, when I kind of really got curious about baseball, I felt necessarily like my like sophomore, junior year of high school. And I think Dante was kind of already on his way, you know, kind of being what he is now. So I don't know if there's really a, a true comparison there with the better athlete, but because we were both focused on kind of different things, but at the same time, the same thing. Obviously, Dante was drafted out of high school, and he had the injury in the Tommy John. Did you ever think at that point, when did you realize that professional baseball might be something that's worth pursuing for you? Um, when, I, when I went to Jupiter, Florida, my senior year, uh, there were a lot of scouts that talked to me. Uh, the one race scout, Tim Alexander, he actually... He ended up putting me on a team to go down to Jupiter, and he was like, pretty much like, "Hey, dude, uh, I just saw you throw. I was up in New York throwing in a tournament the weekend before, and he's like, I really think it would be a good idea for you to go down to Jupiter and get looked at by you know more teams." And then I ended up going down to Jupiter, and I think it was the first time in my life I was ever up to like 92, and he was like, "Dude, that was awesome." So then. Like that winter, I ended up getting some questions and stuff from some teams, but uh, not much really came out of it. You know, going into going into my senior year of high school, just uh, being in the Northeast and stuff. I don't I don't really know how how big of the, like scouting is up here with high school guys, especially somebody who was mm-hmm. probably pretty undeveloped like me. I just kind of had a live arm for stuff. And, like I said, I was super focused on, you know, my, like basketball. It was my senior year of basketball and stuff like that. So I really wanted to, you know, exert all my energy into that. And then kind of when baseball season came around, just grab the glove and put the cleats on and go play. Dante, if there was no sibling rivalry, what was it like being teammates with your, your older brother when he finally decided to really commit to playing baseball? Um, I mean, it was really fun. We had a good group of guys. Um, even though we're from like a smaller city and that we go to actually our high school is pretty big. It's really spread out in that, but growing up, it was me, Sal, and then we had a, another group of about five guys who always played together. So we really had a good, a lot of good chemistry in that. And then when things really took off, we were both on the high school team varsity when Sal was a senior and I was a sophomore and that's kind of, um, like where everything really came about. Our high school team had one of its best years in school history. We won the district championship. We went to the state tournament in that. And just playing together with Sal, 
like just like our chemistry and our bond that we had it was it just made the game a lot more funner than going out there and playing with a bunch of strangers so everything was relaxed and that and it just helped us both get better as players and teammates being from hazelton have either of you ever met joe madden good the one, the one local uh, like uh, delhi the third base his uh his parents own it and uh growing up and stuff um more my mom's family. They had some relation with Joe Madden. Um, I know her uh, one uncle was actually in her, his wedding and stuff like that. Uh, I personally, growing up, have only met him once at the bowling alley in Hazleton. It was just a coincidence that we were both there. And, you know, he, like, recently became the coach of the Rays. And, you know, we went up to him and stuff and obviously looked up to him because he was from this area. And, you know, he was doing big things and professional sports world so uh, I think I got uh, his autograph on my bowling ticket but uh, that was the only time I really ever had a conversation or, or met him. Dante when you bowled you bowl lefty or righty we saw that you were ambidextrous the last couple of years. <laughs> uh, yeah I, I bowl righty lefty I just don't have the touch for it. <laughs> so what do you do lefty what do you do righty? Um, Basically lefty the only things I do is play baseball and golf but Anything bigger than a baseball, I really struggle throwing left-handed. So football, football, like 60 yards righty. Yeah, football, basketball, I'll play all that righty. Lefty, just, I don't know, I just don't have the same rhythm on a baseball field, I guess. Well, it's interesting because I can relate to you, Dante. I can throw football, you know, if you're playing dodgeball, anything bigger, I throw lefty. I throw baseball righty, and then I bat lefty, golf lefty, but uh, right right right-handed. So I guess you and I are part of that odd group. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Dante, when did you know that you're probably going to end up coming to Penn State? Obviously, you were, you were drafted coming out of high school, but you had the, the Tommy John injury. Why was Penn State the, the right place at the right time for you to, to continue your development and not only, not only develop, but recover from your injury? Um, I mean, I think a lot of it was just because, obviously, with Sal there and then like from going up and visiting, watching games and just meeting the other teammates and Coach Cooper and the coaching staff that was there just felt like a really good place for me to be. I was really comfortable when I would go there and that. And then just knowing the guys really helped it out too. And it made it a lot easier when you have to make like decisions and that, like just having some clue about what's going to happen next, who are the people you're going to be with. So um, it was kind of a tough decision, but I think in the long run, it just came down to that I was going to be more comfortable. And I was just, needed to go to college and especially Penn State with how I felt about that school and with it being so close to home that just really helped everything out and made it a lot easier for me. Sal how important was it so your family could come and watch you play that you had an opportunity to pitch somewhat locally? Yeah I mean it was definitely pretty cool uh you know growing up and stuff just from playing in the backyard at a young age and you know going to travel tournaments and growing up like that I think it was pretty cool and we both went to school at Penn State, and they were in the seats, you know, the majority of our games. Um, I think that was something that was, you know, pretty special to us and pretty special to them. You know, just seeing the growth and seeing everything kind of pay off over the years. How would you both describe, I don't care who goes first, how would you describe your, your Penn State experience, not just as a baseball player, but but as a student-athlete in whole? Um, I mean, I would probably say to this point in my life, it's 
probably been the best experience of my life just off the baseball field it's just more about like the teammates and relationships you make along the way there and we had a great group of guys all every year I was there team was always together there was no issues with guys and who didn't like each other so just like how everybody made it feel it just made it a lot easier and then when it came time for the workouts and the playing or the early practices and that everything just kind of made it a lot easier just having that group of guys who were so close because everyone knew why we were there and just doing it together made it really fun yeah i mean uh my Penn State experience you know i thought it was pretty awesome too uh just meeting the guys and making lifelong friends and memories and stuff like that and then also being able to you know get most of our education done while we were there for because we were only there for three years but uh i mean i can't touch with a lot of the guys that i played with throughout the years and me personally being under you know kind of underdeveloped going into college uh they really gave me an opportunity and they really kind of you know they pushed me when i needed it and they kind of stepped back when i needed that too and uh you know, just getting better and developing and stuff like that, I, I thought it was awesome for both of us because I think we both came a long way, you know, from high school to where we are now. And, you know, hopefully it's still the beginning. I know for, for Dante, you've only been out of here for a couple of months, but when you guys get together with your old teammates, what's it like when you get to see them again? Um, It's always fun. I mean, just going up, like, the football games in the fall and that are just going up in this winter hanging out with guys going out to dinner really feels like nothing's changed like we're all still so close and then me with like the teammates from last year I still talk to basically everybody in our group chats and that almost daily so it's a little weird not being there and especially in a time like this like Sunday for Easter I texted a couple of guys and I was like yo this is our first Easter we're not all together <laughs> feels a little bit weird but just basically just how close we are. I mean, I don't know. It's just something that I'll really never forget. And just the friendships I made there are, I think will last a lifetime. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing for me. You know, when when we all, when we all get together and stuff, this is a football game where this past fall, there was, you know, we had a wedding, Christian Helpful's wedding and a bunch of us got together there. I just think, you know, nothing really changed between, you know, the group of guys, like, every time we get together, we're still, you know, messing with each other, and then, you know, if we ever need to, you know, conversation and stuff like that, so, the bond that, you know, you make with the team and you make with the guys you're with for those years at school, I think it's something that's super special, and, you know, like, really shouldn't overlook. What about the other guys in in the minor leagues? Taylor Lehman, Eric Mock, uh, Jack Anderson, the list goes on. It, this has become a place where there's a lot of players going on to the professional level. Do you keep in contact with them? Trade insider stories. I know you guys came back to work out over the winter here at Medler Field. So what is the relationship with those guys, and how does that then maybe translate as well into into what you're talking about from a professional standpoint? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I look back at, like, kind of from my years, and then, you know, I was also still following pretty closely with Dante's years and stuff like that, and, you know, there's a, there's, there's a pretty good amount of guys who went on to play pro ball and, you know, are having a bunch of success. And I say, hey, when we went, we went up to Penn State, you know, a few times 
this off season for you know bullpens and stuff like that. But uh, the one time we were up there, you know, it was us two. It was Tim Lehman was up there. Uh, Ryan Foninger was up there. Eric Mock was up there. You know, so it was a pretty good, big group of guys that were there, and you know, it was kind of pretty cool just to sit down with each other and talk about how different organizations, you know, do different things, and you know what some guys think works for them and what others work for them. So, you know, being able to talk about, you know, developing and stuff like that together, that's coming from that root that we kind of build at Penn State, I think it's something that's pretty cool and, you know, that could end up helping us long in the long run. Obviously, during your time at Penn State, you were able to develop relationships with the coaching staff, Coach Cooper, and then for Dante, pitching coach Josh Newman, Sal, I know you've probably gotten to know him as well. So what type of impact have they had on your baseball careers? Yeah, I mean, uh, I never personally played for Josh Newman, but uh, as soon as he, I mean, as soon as he, you know, pretty much became the coach, at, the pitching coach at Penn State, he kind of reached out to me and stuff and, you know, just was asking, you know, about how it was and just trying to get, trying to, get to know me which I thought was something that was pretty cool and pretty special. You know, I don't know how many other places and how many other coaches are necessary to do that. And then uh, my first full season with the Royals, I was struggling for a little bit. And, you know, he kind of reached out to me and was like, dude, just, you know, be yourself pretty much and go out there and compete. And uh, I ended up, after I got traded, I ended up putting, you know, up some really good numbers and stuff like that. So, you know, just having somebody watch from afar and not necessarily that I play coach. I didn't, you know, get to necessarily build that player coach, you know, bond that I think we could have had and that could have been special, but I still feel like we bonded in another way, kinda of off the field, just talking and, you know, I think he's someone who's, you know, definitely really smart and obviously helped me out a little bit in my career. Yeah, and then for me, um actually the first time I ever talked to Newman was the day Sal got drafted. He called me. We were all out in our yard just hanging out in that. And Newman called me, and I was like, who is this? I don't have the number. What? He's like, hey, this is Josh Newman. I'm the new pitching coach at Penn State. So just from that day on and then shortly after that, going back to school and just started working out, one of the things I really like about Coach Newman is that he knows that there's a time to be serious on the field, but then he also has that personality where he could joke and mess around with you. And just having someone like that really takes a lot of pressure off you, especially for me that next season was the first year coming back from Tommy John. So I really wasn't sure what to expect, but he really just helped like ease my nerves and just like make me realize that I don't need to go out there and try and do something spectacular every day to be able to pitch there I just need to go out there and be myself again and he wasn't looking at me to be someone who I wasn't so that really helped me and still to this day not being there I still talk to Newman a lot and throughout this um, quarantine he's been sending me some tweets and just funny things he sees online and that and we've also talked about sports but I think it just goes to show that um Coach Newman and especially Coach Cooper, they care about us more off the field too rather than just as baseball players. Dante, when you're recovering from an injury like Tommy John, how long did it take to get that trust in your arm back? Um, it took me a while. I mean, there's some games my redshirt freshman year where I threw good, but 
even in those games, it just I kind of just didn't feel normal yet, just growing back. And then, like, after pitching the, the following days, your arm gets a little sore or something. And it always just comes to the back of your mind. You start questioning things again, like, is something wrong? Did it not heal right in that? So I think really my first year there, kind of throughout the whole season, I battled some problems, like, where I would just question myself and how healthy my arm was in that. And then after the season, going into that summer, talking to Newman before leaving campus and that he kind of helped me just believe in myself more and just basically give me guidelines to what I need to do. And he was like, you got to just learn how to pitch with your body and how to play with your body. It's like him playing in the pro said, he's like, you're not going to feel good every day. So kind of just hearing stuff like that from someone who's been through it really helped me. And it just made things a lot easier for me and my mindset from that summer and then into last season changed a lot from my freshman year there so that really helped me pitch throughout the whole season last year too let's uh wrap this up by giving people a glimpse into pro ball and what life is like in the minor leagues and sal we'll start with you since you're heading into your third full season and you're in your third different organization look i think from the outside we all have a perception or we read stories and try to get a glimpse as to what life is like as a minor league baseball player but through your experiences how would you describe it to someone um, I mean, as a minor league baseball player, I think, you know, first and foremost, we're getting paid to play baseball. So, you know, I think you need to sit back and, you know, you can't take that for granted. Where I think, you know, when the season and stuff, we play 141 games and roughly 160 days. And, you know, it could get repetitive and, it, you know, it could become a grind. But I think when you sit back and you say, all right, you know, we're getting paid to play baseball. I think that's something that's awesome and that can't go overlooked. Um, to me, I think it's, you know, it's awesome because I love to compete. I love to get better. I love to learn new things and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm always trying to grow and I'm always trying to get better, you know, as a baseball player and as a person. So, you know, for me, I, I don't think it, you know, necessarily becomes such a grind and stuff like that because I really enjoy doing it. And I, I really enjoy getting better and stuff like that. So I, I just I think that it is an opportunity that not a lot of guys get. And I just want to make the most of it and, you know, pretty much leave no stone unturned. What's it like to be traded? Who do, who do you hear it from? Who tells you? And what's it like? Yeah, being traded, that it's kind of weird because, uh, I don't know, it's kind of awkward. Because, you, you know, you grow a relationship you know, with the guys on your team and your head coach and your pitching coach and stuff like that. And I'm a pretty outgoing guy and stuff like that. So, you know, we have a lot of fun. And, you know, I have a lot of fun with the guys I'm around. Mm-hmm. And then when you get traded, you're like, oh, uh, you know, where do I go now? And, you know, the first time I was traded, I was out in uh, right field and we were doing our throwing program, you know, roughly like 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And, uh, my uh, athletic trainer came out and he's like, you know, he's like yelling at me. He's like, you know, stop throwing. He's like, you know, you need to go meet with our head coach. So I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> and, you know, I walk into our head coach's office and, you know, he's pretty much like, hey, Sal, he's like, uh, you've been traded, you know, to the Milwaukee Brewers. He's like, uh, and at that point with the Royals, you know, I probably put together my best three weeks of the year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was kind of, I was kind of rolling. So I was a little bit disappointed that, 
know, I got traded at first, but then, you know, he's like, you know, this is, a, this is an opportunity and, you know, it's showing that you know, people want you to be part of their organization and stuff. So I ended up flying out to Milwaukee, or yeah, Milwaukee, because I was in uh, Appleton, Wisconsin to finish the year there. Um, we were out there, you know, pretty open-minded and stuff like that and ended up finishing the year really well. And then uh, my next uh, I thought I came off the best offseason of my life last year. I was feeling really good. You know, I thought I really dialed in my command and just, you know, my different pitches and stuff like that. And was really confident going into spring training and stuff. So went out to spring training, had a pretty good spring training. And then, uh, you know, had a, a pretty good first couple innings of the year. And uh, the head coach, you know, he called me in again. He's like, hey, Sal, he's like, uh, you got traded again to the Mariners. So then, you know, I went down and had another season there. So I've kind of been all over the place, but just got to look at it. You know, it, it has new opportunities and, you know, that people like you and want you. So just going to keep, you know, pushing forward and progressing and, you know, see where it takes you. I think one way too, it look at all the different places where baseball can take you. I know you were in West Virginia last year. You had 58 punch outs and just over 48 innings pitched. Where do you feel like the next step? What are they telling you? Where do you feel like you're at in your career? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't really hear much from, you know, like where I'll be and stuff like that. You know, my biggest thing is just take it day by day, you know, live in the moment. Um, last year I battled some shoulder stuff and, I thought it kind of like derailed my season a little bit just because I felt so confident coming in after my off season and, you know, with my development and stuff like that. I really trusted everything I did. I trusted my stuff. And then, you know, with a, a shoulder injury, I kind of, you know, you start questioning things. You start not trusting things as much. And, you know, things just kind of spiral a little bit. So I didn't end up putting up the best numbers and stuff like that. But, in my head, you know, I still believe I got better. I still believe I developed, and you know, I still believe that you know I'm making a push to you know go up in the system and you know ultimately play in the big leagues. And I think that just you know getting everything right and stuff like that, I think things will click. So you know, I'm not I'm not going to stop you know working hard. I'm not going to stop pushing forward, and uh, I'm just going to keep you know trying to keep my head down and keep going. Dante, obviously you have your, your brother as a great resource. What was it like to get your feet wet last year in rookie ball? And you were a starter at Penn State, and you pitched 18 innings in seven games, but didn't start with uh, Burlington. Um, yeah, I mean, it was fun. I mean, rookie ball and just, like, meeting all the new guys and just talking to guys about their experiences in college and that. The first, like, half season in rookie ball, it's kind of more of just, like, a learning experience, so. Mm-hmm a lot more like laid back than full season teams from what people say but I mean we went out there and just competing every day and the biggest difference is just really adjusting to all right we have a seven o'clock game game gets over you get back to your hotel and grab something to eat and then you're up again around noon the next day getting ready to go back to the field to do it all over just for however many back-to-back days it was so just adjusting to playing every day was a little different you get a little tired little more sore than you would in college and that but overall the whole experience is fun and just something I really look forward to doing just with how passionate I am about the game of baseball 
So, I mean, I was really looking forward to starting up, I guess, the more crucial part of the career this year, possibly like full season teams and then, and then having a first spring training. But then all this happened. So it's like, I don't really know what to think right now, but I know whenever it is, I'll be ready to go. And we'll, we'll end it on this. I know the one thing that you guys are both, obviously from being around you, I know this as well, but you're always described as passionate and super competitive. Where does the, the competitive spirit come from for both of you? I'd have to say our competitive side comes from both of our parents. I mean, my dad, he could pretty much play any sport, you know, from picnic games to beach games to, you know, basketball, baseball, and football. Uh, he's very athletic and well-rounded in that way. And then uh, my mom, she's a little more competitive on the mental side. I mean, for example, this past weekend, both my parents were thrown to the radar gun, and my mom was only thrown about 30 miles an hour slower than my dad. And she's been telling me every day that she wants to get on a throwing program so she could train it and throw harder than her. So I think uh, both of our parents have definitely, you know, instilled some competitiveness in us in some way. Well, guys, it was great to catch up. Really appreciate the time. Uh, thanks so much for doing this. And best of luck once everything starts going again. Good luck in your baseball journey, not only this season, but down the line. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. Yep. Thanks, Trip. That's Sal and Dante Biazzi. This has been a special edition of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics.